Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Hi, my name is Katie, and I am a data nerd. A data nerd. I love it. It has been a game changer when working with buyers. To be fair, y'all, it's probably in the 142 pages. Yeah, I think this is a huge step in the wrong direction. I would would say, how much money do I need to save to be a Disney princess? (laughs) I feel like this year, I sold houses to some babies. We're trying to unweird it. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. We were here last week, but the people, I mean, the people were here, but we weren't here. No, we recorded over Christmas in batches, so we wouldn't have to jump in so quickly. So this is our first time recording of 2024. I know, and it airs in February. We're such good batch recorders. (laughs) This is episode 235, and today is actually February 5th. People... People have already let go of their resolutions. Yeah, it's gone. We, we're, we've moved mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. 2024 is old news. Mm-hmm. Old news. Um, okay, really quick, I'm going to tell a story. And then um, this episode is one of our, I don't know if it's requested, but it's always most listened to. Yeah, and I think that's funny. I think it's so funny. So that's, let me tell my story first. Okay. <laughs> so when we were at Narnext, you were there, the conference. <laughs> Um, this guy walked up to the booth to be like, hey, what are y'all about? And, you know, just like a regular old attendee. And he had a sticker on. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. Where did you get that sticker? And he tells me, he's like, oh, I was at the census booth. I'm like, the census has a booth? <clears throat> oh, I'm going to take a, a look right at the camera. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie. And I am a data nerd. A data nerd. You're on YouTube. You get to see my sticker. I brought you one too because your name is your name is Alyssa, and you're also a data nerd. Oh, are there different names? No, they oh. all said data nerd. Well, today's episode is very data nerdy. Yeah, so you could put on. Don't put on your name tag because this is like a nice sticker. Oh, also, can I, ha- I put it on my computer? If, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to. I just keep them like. I can't commit to putting a sticker on anything. I saw a meme about that. Like, mm-hmm. are you the type of person forever. that gets a sticker and is like, uh, I can't commit. No, like, I'm I'll not. just keep it up. You know, because your whole computer is covered in them. <laughs> and I'm like thinking in my head, Alyssa, that's just the cover to your computer. What if you get another computer and it's a different size? I've actually no, thought about that. All of like, your stickers will be gone. I know. That's me. You're just like, throw them on the computer. It's fine. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> hi, we're data nerds. And today's going to be all about data. Okay. This, um... Is the NAR profile of home buyers and sellers. Yes. Do you enjoy reading this data? No. (laughs) Actually, yes, I do. But when it comes time to prepare, here's here's the thing. If you've listened for a while, and we get this question a lot. People are like, how much do y'all practice before each episode? How much research do y'all do? We don't. Mm -mm. In fact, if our conversation off air gets too 
good. Yeah, we'll just we stop because right. we're like, wait, no. we need to save this for mm-hmm. recording. So mm-hmm. we try not to know. We know the topic. Yeah, and we just try not to know what the other one's going to say. That's I like to tell you stories live. I want to hear them live. Yeah. I don't okay. Wanna, I don't want to fake interest. Right. Like, wow, I had no idea. You're even like, though you told me that <laughs> yeah, already. No, yeah. So we thing. don't do that. This episode, when Katie emails me this 147-page report. <laughs> it's true. Something inside of me dies a little. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want don't to want do it. it. I don't want to prepare for this episode. But mm-hmm. the good news is Katie and I are good teammates. Mm-hmm. She um, reads the majority and I read the summary and once I get to reading it, though, I'm it's like, so interesting. Oh, this is very interesting. Um, I would like to say that the profile of home buyers and sellers is created by the National Association of Realtors. It they have sourced several, you know, economists, and they obviously send out these surveys. I'm going to tell y'all more about that. But it the 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 actual summary is at the beginning of the report, and it's so thorough. That's all you really that's, – yeah. that's all we're even going to be able to cover for you today, and we're summarizing the summary. Yeah, well, it's like, going to take a lot. 45 minutes. It's going to take the whole time. Um, but what I wanted to say is it costs like 20 bucks if mm-hmm. you're a member. If you're a non-member, I think it's like 150 or $200 mm. because economists, researchers, like there are a lot of other people who are using this data. Okay, not just realtors. You get it for a discounted amount because you are, um, if you are mm-hmm. a member of NAR. Okay, um, they have been doing this report since 1981, mm. so four decades. And, and this is our third. This is, I think, our third time covering third year. it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever, y'all just want to hear us summarize data. You, I think you are all data nerds too, but you're like, I'm not buying that report, and I'm not reading that report. Yeah, because this episode every year comes out in the top. Always. And I just laugh. <laughs> like, Always. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, it is interesting. Okay. But here's another important. It's called the 2023 profile, but it is a survey of recent home buyers and sellers who completed a transaction between July of 2022 and June of 2023. So mm. y'all can all stop and think, well, the end of 2023 was drastically different than the beginning and certainly very different than the end of 2022. For sure. So just... Keep that in mind as we go over these numbers, because I think the report next year is going to have some drastic differences. Mm -hmm. Don't I mean, don't you think? I think next year is going to be the most different. In fact, when I was reading some of these stats, I'm thinking, I just didn't see that this year. But it's because I think it is half of 2022. Right. Which was different. And you're already used to the last six months of 2023. Yes. Okay. The other thing is in the increase in mortgage rates moved between six and over seven during this period. So I wanted you to frame it. It didn't even hit eight mm-hmm. in this in this section. Right. Okay. Um, limited housing inventory and affordability constraints are still the major challenges to the market, even in this time period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and you said you wanted me to update everyone. Oh, just a quick little do 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 news report. Right. News report. Short, just, short know, news report. For whatever reason this year, Real estate has decided it's going to be real newsy. Yeah. T- too newsy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And leaving all the NAR drama in 2023 is proving it's to not, not working. work. It's not working. Not working. So already in 2023, Tracy Castor. 2024. 
I'm sorry, 2024. You're right. We tried to leave it in 2023 and it's <laughs> we still We tried with to us. leave it, but it's the first week of 2024 because as we are recording this, it is January and we just finished reading the article. Yeah. Tracy Casper, who was the NAR president who took over after Kenny Parcell had to step down from that scandal. She has now stepped down due to very cryptic information mm-hmm. about a blackmail extortion scheme, and she felt her position was being compromised, and she stepped down to allow, according to the press release, NAR to do the work they need to do. Yeah, I think this is a huge step in the wrong direction. (laughs) I would would say things are not looking great over at NAR. And I would also say the media and the members have now put it under a microscope. While they can just, for many years, I think they've just been kind of like this thing. You had to join if you needed MLS access in most areas. You just kind of did it. You like it, your hands were tied. And now people are like, what's going on over there? Wait yeah, a minute. This is still going. This is not good. Now the new female president has resigned. Because <sighs> I think when she got put into place, so many people were like, oh, thank God, this could be a good turn. Right. And now she's gone. Yeah, so we're, we're back to we're a back to fella. <laughs> We're back, We're back to, to where we... And I know nothing about the new guy. I don't either. Don't know. Hoping it's he's just a, the fact that she didn't last very long. So there's problems over there. She was installed at NAR Next. So that was November. And then by January, she's, she's gone. <laughs> she's out. So will this report be around next year? Who uh, knows? Here's my thing. That's what makes me sad. Because there are functions of NAR that I think realtors as a whole don't realize or really think about. But this report isn't just serving us. It serves the whole economy. Yeah. Like people are using this report in all different fields for all different things. And if NAR goes away, like who's going to pick up this research? But I will go back to my original story about being a data nerd. Here's the good news. The census, (laughs) census census.gov has like a slew of all these free reports and data, data that you can get. Data nerd. As a realtor or a whoever. Yeah. So maybe if we can't, I'm sad. I will be sad if this report were to go away. Sure. I would want someone to pick up this particular piece of the puzzle Mm because I feel like it's really important. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive in. Give us some data. Okay. What I found was interesting is... According to this report, it says that the typical first-time home buyer was 35 years old this year. And that actually went down. It from had, 36. Yeah, it had jumped up and now it went down just a scope. Just yeah, but I feel like this year I sold houses to some babies, like 20-year-olds. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Okay. And I was like, haven't done that. And I mean, when I was 20, I was selling to people in their 20s a lot because yeah. we were graduating school together. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm getting older, I don't have that as much. But this year, they kind of came back and I thought, wow, they are so young <laughs> to be buying a house. You're like, you're like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I wish I would have thought about doing that sooner. When you were younger. Mm-hmm. But oh. I thought that statistic was interesting. That's very interesting. Um, 59% of the recent buyers were married couples, okay? Mm-hmm. 19% single females, 10% single males, 9% unmarried couples, okay? This okay. is the lowest share of married couples since 2010. Oh, so the last time it dipped this low was 2010? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. only 59% being married. That's right. Also- But then 29% are single people. 19 females, 10 males. And nine couples that were unmarried. Oh, yeah. but So singles singles is just 29. 29% 29 of Mm -hmm. single people. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love when I have a single, especially single lady buyer. I'm like, good for you. You got this. You got this. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one that I really want to dive into. 70% of recent buyers did not have a child under the age of 18 in their home. Seven, zero, 70. Yeah. Okay. Why do I want to dive into this? <laughs> if you are doing, as we tell you in many episodes, focusing on a niche, niche, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. if you're focusing on families with children, mm-hmm. 70% of buyers were not that. Don't have kids. <laughs> None. <laughs> yeah. So your your content may not be landing. Sure. In the current people who are buying. If you're looking for buyers. And then it's so funny because as I read that, because I'm at a phase of life where I'm very involved in my kid's school, you're like, this doesn't fit. So I'm helping a lot of parents that I meet through school. Right, right. But it's interesting that outside of that, if I just look at my regular repeat and referral clients, the stat sticks. It works. It does. Okay. So I think obviously if we go back to our normal advice – did you break? Your I broke my pencil. God, I mean, it was like <laughs> no, a, it's fine. It's still working. It's it just not as aggressive. No, it's not as pointy sharp as you have okay, them sharpened bye. anymore. Um, <laughs> okay, but I do still think. Obviously, you're at school with your kids. We want you know, there. Those are the people you're near. Those yes. are the people you're going to yes. have in your. Those sphere. are my clubs right now. <laughs> I think what I want everyone to maybe notice is perhaps as the market is constricted mm-hmm. and there aren't as many buyers or sellers, maybe. Even though you have a niche and a message, which I agree is a good idea, maybe you need to focus your niche more on geographics. So regardless of who's buying or selling, do you know everything about a certain zip code? Mm -hmm. That would probably be the way to go so that you're catching whoever Mm -hmm. is in the market and you're not being like, well, I only work with move up buyers, but nobody's Mm -hmm. moving up right now. Yeah. Don't don't do It's really interesting that you say that because I don't work relocation by... So... Relocation, my company, Ladder and Bloom, is relocation certified. Yeah. You can be assigned to take leads from people who are coming in or moving out that don't have a realtor. Okay. I don't know if relocation is like – I got away from relocation a few years ago when my repeat and referral business took off. Yeah. But every now and then, I have a repeat client that asks for me. And okay. I have to do the relocation oh, thing. The process. I have to do the relocation. It's reloc- painful. It's a painful process, those BMAs. My brain is not made for it. No. Okay. But when I was filling out the BMA yesterday, because I had just went on the listing appointment, okay. there was a question in there that said, tell us, because you're competing with relocation. Even though they requested me, mm-hmm. relocation is forcing them to- They have to interview. They have to interview two or three yeah. realtors. Yeah. Okay. So that being said- It said at the bottom, list five reasons why you would be the best fit to market this property. Like, okay. Not like, what are you going to do? That was a different question. This was like, you. Why you? Oh. And I thought, you know, I sell a lot over here. So I just went into MLS to see like what my stats were on that particular zip code. Location. Okay. And I was like, this is very interesting. Like I had several sales. Like I could say, oh, well, in the last two years, I've sold 28 homes in this zip code. And Mm -hmm. I was the original realtor that had this house when they bought it. So I'm very familiar with the house. And but using those stats on Uh, being familiar with a certain area, you mm -hmm. know, 
just that was a good point that you brought up. Well, thank you. And I do think that when you pick a geographic location, you become a market expert. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who's coming into or out of the market. I mean, you can talk about amenities and restaurants and activities and schools, whatever you want to talk about. People will find that content too. Yeah. Especially if you're putting on like a YouTube short or a reel or something that's hashtagging local things. Mm -hmm. So just put that in in your back pocket, y'all, for 2024. Mm -hmm. I would definitely lean in on an area, maybe less of a particular type of person. Yeah. And it was interesting that just how 70% of recent buyers did not have children in the home. In 1985, it was only 42% did not have children in the home. So you were times are changing. Times are changing. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one I thought was interesting was sixteen percent of recent home buyers were veterans, and two percent were active duty service members. So if yeah, you didn't listen to our VA uh, loan episode. It's so so good, mm-hmm. and you should go back to it. It's not that many back, um, but that's a lot. I didn't know there were so many veterans or active duty service members buying. Well, I think it makes sense that only 2% were active because it's kind of hard to buy something when you're actively being moved around. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Are you active in in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. then they are moving around a lot. Right. Okay. Anything else you have in that? I think we're caught up on this top section. Mm -hmm. I did think that the part about 14% of home buyers purchasing a multi-generational home The last two years, I have seen such an increase in need for people that needed a separate guest house, Mm -hmm. an apartment of sorts, like somewhere that has its own little suite. And I think we're only going to see that more. More. Yeah, Yeah. more and more. I'm seeing people buy bigger pieces of land and the whole family like building on it in different places. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing that more and more Okay, this, this year. Yeah. I think you're right, though. It will keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to talk. I think we'll get into financing in the next part. So here's the problem. In the introduction, they cover some of the stats that are then in the summary. So oh. I'm having to flip back and forth. I'm like, wait, did I highlight it there or did yes. I highlight it here? Yes. Um, but I also, uh, in 1981, when they started this report, the respondents had to answer 59 questions. Now they have to answer 129 questions. Whoa. This is a real commitment. And I think they said there was near like 20,000 respondents and they tried to get like a good mix, mix of yeah. like locations. And But mm-hmm. the sample is all recent home buyers who purchased a primary residence. Okay. This information is not talking about any type of investor purchases. Mm. So that's important to note as well. If you're not working with owner-occupants, then this information doesn't apply to you. Right. But you probably are. Okay. Are you ready to go into the characteristics of the actual home? Yeah. (laughs) 87% of buyers purchased a previously owned home. Yeah. You feel like that tracks with yours? Yeah. I feel like there's so much new construction happening. In our market right now, there's several new neighborhoods, but there's not a lot that's complete or ready. Yeah. They're wanting people I think because when the interest rates went up, they didn't want to have all this inventory finished. They yeah. want people to commit before they start building. Well, and then they slow down building when and the interest rates go. And then it slows down. Yes. So it's just, yeah. This is a cluster. We have new construction everywhere, but there you can't buy it if you are ready, ready today. They're like, oh, if you need a house in mm-hmm. eight months, we're your people. But you're not my people. I no. want a house. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I want it now. 
Uh, the buyers who purchased previously owned homes were most often considering better price at 38%. So they were like, I'm worried about the price. Yeah, I'll just buy something a little bit older. Yeah, the ones who bought the new home at 45% didn't want to deal with like renovations or problems with old plumbing or electricity. They're like, just give it to me, done. Mm-hmm. Although I honestly think, do you get the, to have this much of a choice when there's no inventory? Right. You're just kind of like, what do you got? Yeah. What are my options? In the area I want to live. Like house in my price. Like, we have these three. <laughs> it's like, pick one. Here's the one. Yeah, here you go. Good luck if you get it before someone else does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Detached single family homes were 79% of those buyers and 8% were townhouses. Yeah. I mean, for our market, for sure. Yeah. We don't have a ton of like condo. Condo townhouse. or maybe a mobile home. But yeah, like near to- LSU, we have more, but- yeah. Okay, senior-related housing increased this year to 19% from 7% last year. That's a huge jump. That's buyers over the age of 60. That's a huge jump. So if you're talking to the downsizer crowd, Mm -hmm. um, you should definitely do that. Yes. 17% of those buyers were typically purchasing a condo or a townhouse. We don't have a plethora of senior subdivisions here. Maybe one or two. Not a lot. I know. It'd be nice if there were more. Mm-hmm. I guess we're not a place where you retire. They're like, it's too hot here. Yeah. Why would I be here? But but we'll go to Florida. I'm like, it's also hot Did you there. know that Disney World <laughs> is starting their own <gasps> branch of retirement community? I think you told me this. I think one of my goals might be to retire at Disney, make it enough to where I can afford it. I mean, I think you have to be like mega wealthy. Really? (laughs) To retire at Disney? They have like these cute little subdivisions. It's like living in a storybook. So cute. That's precious. I'm on the newsletter so I can. (laughs) I love that you're (laughs) far younger than I am and always focused on retirement. What's going to happen when I retire? Look at this. How much money do I need to save? To live in. To be a Disney princess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, okay, great. Mm-hmm. What else? What's next on your <laughs> list of interesting mm-hmm. tidbits? Okay, so as far as what was the most important, 60% felt like the neighborhood was most important. Okay. Followed by 45% how close it was to friends and family. Right. And then I thought it was funny that in last place, 39% were most concerned with affordability. But that's still pretty high. <laughs> I mean, but they care more about being next to their friends. and Well, that was what compelled them to leave. Yeah, they're like, I'll pay more if I can be close to my mom and dad or whatever. I yeah. need help. I need support. Mm-hmm. Okay. Buyers typically purchase their homes for, wait for it, 100% of the asking price during this time period. Um, with 25% purchasing for more than asking price. That's when I went, well, they obviously didn't include the last six months of 2023. They didn't. I'm telling you, y'all, these numbers are going to bomb next year. Yeah, right? because next year, they're going to include that last half of and the right year. And right now, and this part that's happening right now, yes. where it's like crickets. Yeah, it's going to be so different. So we'll different. have to compare. Okay. Typical home, 1860 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, and was built in 1985. Do you feel like you sell this home a lot? Yeah. I mean, that's just the average of everything, right? Mm -hmm. All right. And buyers expected to live in their homes for a median of 15 years. That's a long time. That is a long time. And 22%, they're never going to move. Never. Y'all can go listen to the Forever House episode because I don't believe in that. No. I don't believe you. You're never going to move, but okay. Say what you're going to say. Are you ready to move on to the home search process? Yep. 
41% of recent buyers said the first step they took in buying was to look online. Mm-hmm. 20% said they first contacted an agent. I highlighted this in a different color, as you see. Uh-huh, I do see that. <laughs> because I have found that my buyers come to me and are like, these are the homes. They already they already, they already look. have things saved. Yeah. Whenever one comes up to me that's like, I haven't been looking at all. I just need you you're to like, send me stuff. You're like, who are you? Yeah. I'm like, wow. Don't you know about Zillow? <laughs> <laughs> you don't use online search engines? But it's kind of fun. Like one of my friends, I sold their house here and they moved to Lafayette. Uh-huh. And so my realtor friend in Lafayette helped them buy, but they didn't know anything about Lafayette, but they had to buy quickly for his job. Okay. They told her, you pick the houses we go see. And she picked them and they bought one. This is actually what always works out best for me. Yeah. They pick first and then they're like, no, no, no. And they talk and then I listen. And then I'm like, I just start adding houses to this. I'm like, yes. guess what? We're out. We're going to see this. Those are usually the ones they buy. Yes. So I'm like, you don't know what you want. Yeah. When you're online, you're being swayed. I have sold many a house to someone who's like, I don't want to look at this house. It has ugly painted trim. Oh. I had these sweet first time buyers who wanted to be in a specific area and they had a pretty decent budget at the time. This was many years ago, but they were buying like a $250,000 first time buyer. Y'all mm-hmm. are probably laughing like that is a first time buyer. I'm yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. 10 years ago Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. And I'm like, well, y'all please, you're young. You're not even married yet. You're, you're, you, ha- you have the ability to paint this house literally with your own hands. And all of the trim was either blue or green or red. It was very like French country. It was weird. And I'm like, people are not looking at this house because of this. And I'm telling you, it it's going to be like a showstopper if you just paint it. Yeah. They bought that house. And when they resold it, it was for over $100,000 <gasps> more than they bought it. Oh, my like, gosh. Like five years later, because they painted it, they did some like kitchen renovations. It, the, 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 and I was just like, yay. Yes. But, but I made them look at that house. Right. It was not on their list. They did not want to go. Like, they were like, really? I don't know. And I'm like, just. Please. Come look at it. And then he proposed to her in one of the bedrooms with ugly blue carpet that they were going to rip out. And so he painted on the wall, will you marry me? Oh, because they're going to paint anyway. Yes. That's precious. Isn't that cute? Yeah. I love that story. But anyway. um, Okay. So 90% 90 of recent buyers found their real estate agent to be very or somewhat useful as an information source. Fine. Great. Good. So happy to hear that. How long did they look? Did you catch this? 10 weeks. 10 weeks. I think that's about right. I have some long lingerers yeah. right now. And I think... Are they picky? Um, Yes. And I think they don't have to move several of them. Like they yeah. would like to move. Right, But right, then right, right. when rates went up in 2023, they just dragged it out longer. So mm-hmm. in January... I sort of went through my Trello and just sent the same email. Hey, I'm updating my files. Wanted to see how you're feeling about the home yeah. buying process. Gonna buy a house is it going to ha- yeah, what are you still looking? How was the response? It was really good. Like okay. half of them were like I'm tired of looking. It has to be this year. Like let's just do this. Okay. Like it's it is what it is. We've learned about the market. Right. We've we've seen houses like we're either going to buy or we're not. And they're like we're going to buy. Yeah, and then now. some of them were like let's just wait. So it was nice to be able to update that pipeline. And then you know who to focus on. Yes. Love that. Yes. All right. They looked for 10 weeks and they looked at seven homes. 
four homes only online. So I'm like, is that part of the seven? Like you only looked at three in person or I'm did you look at- I'm seeing this. I feel like I have not shown as high a volume as homes as I usually show simply oh, yeah. because there's, n- there's not I much to see. To and I kept the best practice that was developed during COVID of asking people to drive by. Yep. Especially if I know the area and I know- they need to drive by first yeah. based on what they've told me they want. Yeah. And that has eliminated so much because nothing is worse than driving 45 minutes, pulling in the driveway, and the buyer saying, I don't want to go. That in. was always my process, yeah. even before COVID. Really? Like, you must. Oh, yeah. Drive by? It's a great bet. I mean, you must drive I love by. it. It has been a game changer when working with buyers. Yeah. But they should be driving by that's why they should and do start their search six months, a year out. Start driving the neighborhoods. Eventually, you're just going to know which yeah. ones you like and which ones you don't. Mm-hmm. Hey there. Are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. This is my starred, underlined, and highlighted. Oh. All. A-L-L. All home buyers yes. use the internet this year to search for a home. Now, for the last 15 <laughs> years, it'll be like 80, 90, 95. I think we were up to 97%. Yeah, I'm like, what else are they using? All home buyers use the internet to search for a home. Y'all... That is what you say in your listing presentation. Hi, all. Mr. and Mrs. Seller. All home buyers start online. If your photos and staging isn't on point, they're not coming to your house. Right. Um, all of them. The most valuable content, it says, was uh, on websites were photos. Here's their checklist, y'all. <laughs> photos, detailed information about properties, floor plans, and the agent contact information. I highlighted floor plans because I have had more and more people asking me for these lately. Like one of my clients is moving here from another state, so she's asking for floor plans. And like most of the listings in our market do not include them. I don't include them. I I didn't, but you could – the photographer I used – would would do a floor plan? Yeah, is it super expensive? I was probably another fifty or a hundred bucks, so I just never. It's not terrible. Did it? But as the market has shifted here, and maybe your everything doesn't get multiple offers, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, because you're answering questions for buyers. Mm-hmm. Like one was ruled out based on the floor plan. Yeah, like they knew. I do kind of wonder if more for. don't get ruled out. Mm. that way and then if you're and then they don't go see it thank you if you're the listing agent that might be a disservice because then you can't get the feedback to tell your seller because people don't go go you just yeah. then you think it's the if price if you want to know the layout come walk through it see how it feels yeah i know mm. a lot of people use the matterport you know like the 3d walkthrough thing yeah i think it comes with the floor plan uh, yeah but good to think about yeah of recent buyers were at least somewhat satisfied with their recent home buying process. I find this to be shocking. Well, I wouldn't find it to be shocking if it also included the last six months. Right. Because 
Well, my I mean, buyers were getting so many concessions. Like finally, sellers were starting to negotiate. Yeah, that in makes 20, sense. Twenty three. Like I feel that in 2021, 2022, you're going over asking. You're letting them have post occupancy. Right. It's ter- the seller makes you can't the rules. Buy a house. We had an agent in my office that just wrote an offer for her buyer. Just for the heck of it, because if they got all of their closing costs and prepaids cover and a partial rate buy down, they needed $11,500 in closing costs. She's like, let's just ask. It's been on the market a while. They agreed. They didn't even counter. Right. Like, I think we're going to start seeing Sellers are like, oh, I guess I have to negotiate a little bit, which would make the buyers appreciate the process more. Agree. Mm -hmm. I thought, how are these people that happy? It was so hard to find a house. That part is hard. The other part, and I didn't tell y'all, the um, the people they interviewed did not necessarily make a purchase. They just also were searching. Oh. So some of the people that they interviewed failed at finding a house. Are still out there. And yet 92% were like, we're at least somewhat satisfied with our process. Okay. Hmm. Moving on to the home buying and real estate professionals. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 89% of buyers recently purchased their home through an agent. That's a lot. 89%. Pretty high. Um, 6% purchased directly through the previous owner. Hmm. 43% of buyers used an agent that was referred to them by a friend, neighbor, or relative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 43% were referrals. 13% used an agent they worked with in the past. Okay. 7% found their agent when inquiring about a specific property online. So those are your online lead friends. found their agent through a website without a reference. Like maybe it was Google reviews or they're like, I don't know, online. Yeah. The internet. Okay. (laughs) But here's my question. What is the other 30%? Because I did the math. Yeah. 43 referral, 13 repeat, seven online leads, seven online other. There's 30% unaccounted for. I don't know where their agent came from. Do they just not remember who their agent was? Yeah, Maybe open house, sign call. I guess. But I just thought that was really Yeah, odd. you should include it to, to make the it's circle pro- 100%. To be fair, y'all, it's probably in the 142 pages. <laughs> True. Not True. the summary. Yes. But I was like, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Are we ready to go on? Oh, no, we're still we're on financing now, y'all. This is tedious. Mm-hmm. This is why y'all want us to do it oh, for you. Oh, I have one more fact about professionals. Please go. 71% only interviewed one realtor. As buyers. As buyers. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's important. 90% would use their agent again, but I wish they would have shared how many sellers in or like how many. Regardless, I think this number will change. Um, they did tell we're gonna get to sellers. Okay. Don't worry. My bad. We're not there yet. Okay. But I, I do think the buyers interviewing gonna start- is gonna start changing as buyers start paying for their own realtors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So right now they're just like, whatever. Yeah, who cares? You're the first person that showed up. Fine. Yeah, thanks for opening the door. Whatever. I don't care. Mm -hmm. All right. 71% of buyers interview. Oh, you just did it. (laughs) 90% of buyers said they'd use their agent again. Okay. So 80% of buyers finance their home purchase. We're on financing. Yes. (laughs) Which I think makes sense that 80% this year did financing, Mm -hmm. which is down from 2021 Mm -hmm. where 87% financed because in 2021 rates were like 2%. (laughs) Yeah, why you would you should finance? May as well finance, even if you have the cash. Yeah, because your money could make more money elsewhere. Correct. Right. Yes. In twenty twenty two, the twenty two 
22% paid cash for their home 2021. It plummeted and now it's back to kind of normal, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely starting to see a few more cash offers pop up than I'm used to seeing. You're like, oh, all right. The typical home buyer had a household income of $107,000, up from $88,000 the year before. Huge jump. That's a big jump. Mm -hmm. That's a big jump. Okay, let's go back to down payment if I didn't. I'm having to flip back and forth now. Source, okay, 54% of buyers, the source of their down payment was from savings. 53% of repeat buyers cited proceeds from the sale of their house. Okay, so we're selling a house. We're using that money because everyone's got equity now. Yeah. Okay, mostly. 23% of first-time buyers used a gift or loan from friends and family. That's a pretty high percent. Yeah, I was going to say that this year has been my year of contingencies. It's back. It's, it's like back. they were not acceptable mm-hmm. in 2021, 2022. Yep. And now they are acceptable again. And I'm seeing people just try to figure out all sorts of things. Yeah. You know, do I do a one-time recast? Do I do a HELOC? Um, Louisiana right now has some really awesome grants for teachers and first responders. Like that. And I've had people use those and get like eight to fifteen thousand dollars given to them. Grant. Yes, it's a grant. It's like it is, there's no penalty. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to that and getting creative, having a lender that knows the options. Well, that's why you need a local lender. Okay, let's, I have a story. Let's flesh it out. Okay, once upon a time. Tell me about it. I had a buyer moving here from another state. Okay. They were- Once upon a time. Very, once upon a time right now. They were very well off financially. Didn't, had told me they already spoke to their lender and everything. We found a house. I go to write the offer. I asked the lender for a pre-approval letter. Lender from out of state sends me a pre-approval letter based contingent on the sale of their current home. Okay. I said, based on my conversation with the buyers, they do not have to sell their current home. Mm-hmm. He says, well, they do. So I called them and they were shocked. They're like, oh my gosh, like we feel so comfortable paying. I said, it doesn't really matter how comfortable you feel paying. It has to do with the DTI. Yeah. So we even got new insurance quotes, like anything to see if we could get it. And no, 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 no. And I kept saying, will you please come talk to this local lender here? Get with the local lender. She's like, I mean, when I ran it through – it worked. <laughs> she's like, I don't understand. So she's, but she said, I feel nervous because I know they've been denied by another lender. So she wanted to review everything on paper, like send me all your assets, yeah. all your debts, submitted it through underwriting, came out approved with 2% to spare. Great. Why? Why? Like, because not every lender has the same. I think he was, yeah, he just wasn't a problem solver. And every lender doesn't have, like, they could have yeah. different standards, you know? But I think that as we are getting into contingencies and people are figuring out how to make that transition, mm-hmm. you have to know what all of your options are. Our email template on buying and selling at the same time. So important. I have used it so much this year. It It's really robust. Yeah. It and It covers it really, every scenario. Right. Like, things that you need to think about. People are so excited to look at homes, but... You need to know what your plans are. You can't be homeless. Can't be homeless. Mm-mm. You have to have a plan A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to talk about down payments? Sure. Typical down payment for the first time buyer was 8%. Well, that was pretty high, honestly. Yeah. I which mean- was the highest since 1997, mm. which was, it was nine then. The typical down payment for repeat buyers was 19, which is the highest since 2005 when it was 21. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
For first-time homebuyers, 38% said saving for a down payment was the most difficult step in the process. Yeah, especially if you need more. Right. I mean, rents are high. Student loan debt is really high. I can see that it would be hard to save for your down payment. So yeah, you need to find that lender with the grants and the low down payments. Mm -hmm. And explaining to the sellers, especially depending on that first-time homebuyer price point, why offering some concessions could be in their favor. Uh, Right. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about the three reasons why people were buying? No. Okay. Number one. Do you have a guess? Do you know? To be closer to friends and family. Yeah, there you go. Is number, that right? That was one. That was, yes, that was number one. one. Oh, it's just three then. Tell me which one's the most. Okay. Uh, number two, the desire to own their own home. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why they want to have a home. And number three is they need a larger home. Bigger. More space. Need more space. Right. Um, and then we'll get into the, the sellers later, but I thought that was, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They got they want their own home. They want to be near their friends and family and they need a larger home. Yeah. 82% of people did report purchasing. They viewed purchasing a home as a good investment. Well, yeah, that's great. Home sellers and their selling experience. We're on the sellers. Okay. A typical home seller was 60 years old. Same as last year. 63% of sellers reported moving within the same state. And moving a median of 35 miles, so not very far. Mm-mm. It's a notable change, though, from 2022 when 24% moved within the state. Because remember, people were like, I can work from home. I'm going to go anywhere. anywhere. Right? Let's just move. Let's just move. So that's gone away. Um, and then the reasons why people were moving. Were selling. selling. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Desire to be closer to your friends and family, 23%. Because the home was too small, 13%. Or a change in their family situation, 10%. And this is what um, Glenda Baker calls the five Ds. Oh, she's so smart. Diapers. So new new baby. New baby. Diapers. Death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Diamonds. Engagement. Oh. Okay. Or like getting married. Yeah. Um, and debt. Like if you're in a financial pickle or situation, or maybe really? you have extra money. I don't know. Don't. I also found this year that a lot of my sellers who are older were buying bigger homes. Oh, that's next. Yeah. And I saw that. Is that not wild? That is so interesting to me. Uh, they bought bigger or the same size. Yeah. So if you're focusing on a lot of downsizing content, that's falling on deaf ears. Right. These people are moving maybe, but they're not Moving to a smaller home. No. A weird? lot of my older clientele bought bigger than what they had. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, over the last 10 years, the t- okay, wait, sellers lived in their home for 10 years. And basically, that's been the same for the last 10 years. Mm, so 10's been su- ten, kind of the average. 10 years is how long these sellers have been in their house. <laughs> so they should have great equity yeah. unless they refied like, I don't know. Too many times. Too many times, right. of sellers did minor renovations before selling. Okay, so 48% are getting ready. 41% sold their home as is. They're like, I don't care. I'm not doing anything. 12% did a major renovation before selling. Maybe those are flippers? I don't know. Oh, that was very interesting. Well, kind of like your house that you listed where they inherited it. I was like, you can do this. But that would not be what I classified as a major renovation. No. They did paint. And mm-hmm. maybe a few repairs and clean up. Not major. No. No countertops. No. 89% of home sellers worked with a real estate agent to sell their home. Okay. 7% sold via for sale by owner. It's funny. 
And less than 1% were iBuyers, like they sold the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Here, computer, take my house Here, for computer, less. will you list my house? Thank I don't you. care. <laughs> um, the final sales price was a median of 100%. Again, did not include the last six months uh-huh. of 2023. <laughs> and maintaining the last, the, the year before's highest record. It's, that was the highest recorded since 2002 for the last two years, the 100%. Okay. Okay. Check back next year. (laughs) Right. When things are more normal. (laughs) Recently sold homes were on the market for a median of two weeks. Do you feel like? No. Much longer. Oh, yes. Because in your mind right now, you're just like, they're just just hanging around. hanging out. Mm -hmm. Long term. Um, That has that. Correct. Because two weeks must be like the short short because that's unchanged from the year before. So for two years, it's just like they they sell so fast. Yes. Okay. 92% of sellers were at least somewhat satisfied with their selling process. Good. Great. So happy about that. You ready to hear what they said about realtors? Yeah. Okay. 65% of sellers found their agent through repeat referral. So friend, family, neighbor, they used them before. 65%. So if you're spending a lot of time looking for new lead sources, but you have past clients or a decent sphere, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. This is where it's at. 65% of people are going to go ask someone for a referral or use an agent they already use. Mm -hmm. 81% of recent sellers contacted only one agent before finding the right agent they worked with to sell their home. Mm. So y'all, not many listing interviews were happening. That's surprising. 81%. If you're worried, oh no, they're going to interview a bunch of agents. I don't even know that sellers have the time or desire. Yeah, and I feel like this year I saw so much repeat and referral that when you're getting the referral business, they trust the referral, referrer. Like, they yeah. said you were good, so I trust you. Right. You just don't screw it up mm-hmm. at the interview. Yes. Like, don't screw it up when you go. 46% of sellers use the same agent to purchase and sell their home. Okay, 46%. I feel like that's so low. I, I'll tell you why. Because they don't all stay in the same market. That oh, share rises okay. to 84% of sellers who purchase within 10 miles. I see. But you know what I find fascinating? 16% were like, I don't even want to use you to buy a house within 10 miles. Yeah. I had a, a buyer in 2021 that was like, we have our house listed with the agent. It is under contract. He will not be helping us. I've had clients find their, do find the same home. thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're really bad. Listen how crazy this is. I have a listing coming up that called me in November to say, how do I get out of this contract? I really dislike my realtor. It was not someone I had ever heard of. I was not familiar. Okay. I gave him some advice, but said, I really can't right, you, be involved because I can't go behind the sign. Like yeah. I, can't, I can't help you or come to your home until your contract with your current realtor is terminated. So I gave him some advice, all of which the listing agent was like, I'm not letting you out of the contract. Like, no matter what, I'll I'm I'm holding I'm, you to I'm this. I'm holding you to this. It was terrible. So he called me this week. Oh gosh. And was like, okay, it's done. My contract's done. He was like, but I'm gonna be honest, my house is not ready because I have been keeping it terrible so that it would not sell under this guy because I didn't want him to get a dollar. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He's like, I haven't cut my grass <gasps> on purpose. He said, and I'm OCD, so this has been driving me bananas. Oh, he was willing to just live he in He was willing to sabotage filth. the listing so that this guy could not get a sale. Oh, my word. I'm like, okay. 
I cannot <laughs> even believe. He said, that's how mad I am about this. That's how mad I am. I said, I hear you. So he must be thrilled that it's over. It's over. So he said, give me like two weeks. <laughs> I gotta like clean, I gotta clean it up. the house. I gotta get my flower beds back in order. I gotta declutter. Like I gotta totally get my house back. I together. am like floored by this. Yes, me too. <laughs> he said, and then when I'm ready, you can come by and tell me what's left that t- I need to do. Okay, that's a weird one. How crazy! He was like, I'm, but you know, that is what's me. wrong with realtors. I know. Yeah. He doesn't want to work with you. Let him go. And he told the listing agent that, I don't want to work with you. Yeah. That should be all it takes. Right. Not, it's a contract and you have to stay in it. It reminded me in Finding Nemo <laughs> when Jacques is trying not to clean the tank. Yeah. Because they're like trying to make it dirty. Like, they're like, Arr. think dirty, think dirty. And he's like, I need to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> That's been my guy since November. I love that he sabotaged his agent. <laughs> I wish I would love to know if there were any showings and if he like did anything to like. You're like stayed on the couch, scratch right. his belly. Hey, look around. I'll be Clipped here. Just finger nails in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, that's amazing. Okay, seventy five percent of sellers reported they provided the agent's compensation. I'm not even going to dig into that because I don't get it. Right, but whatever. The typical seller has recommended this. I have highlighted and underlined and starred. The typical seller has recommended their agent once since selling their home. 20% of sellers recommended their agent four or more times since selling their home. That's huge. You need to stay in touch with your sellers. That is huge. You need to tell them you love referrals. You need to treat them very well. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. And I can think of... Four or five of my past sellers that have continuously sent me referrals over the year. Continuously. I also want to take a pause and point out, sellers means you had to ask them to pay you. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to do a job and you're going to pay me. And so said, to all my sweet buyers agents out there who are like, I can't do this. When you, when you show what you're going to do, you do what you say you're going to do, you get paid, you ask for the money. It was very transparent. You had to. That's how it works, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then at the end, the seller's like, great, and I'll tell other people to use you too because the service is important. Mm -hmm. Sellers need an agent. So as all this turmoil happens with buyer's agents, pay attention to the fact that if you went to your buyer and said, this is what I'm going to do and you're going to pay me at the end of – like people like transparency. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have a problem paying you for the service you're doing. The system was set up weird. Yeah, We're trying to un-weird it. Okay. I love that stat. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, so exciting. Okay. 87% said they would definitely or probably use their agent, recommend their agent for future services. So yeah. if someone asked, they'd be like, 87%, I'll tell them to use you. Sure. Huh. Let's hit the for sale by owner ones. Okay. It's kind of These short, didn't you think? So important. 7% of recent home sales were FSBO. Seven. That is an all-time low. Yeah. Don't let people tell you. In fact, when you meet people in the public who are like, I think your realtors are going away, you'll be like, well, the, it was an all-time low for sell by owner last year, only 7%. So mm-hmm. you tell me, mm-hmm. clearly 93% of people or sellers don't think they want to, they don't want to go it alone. Yeah. The majority of for sale by owner sellers, 57% knew the buyer. So they probably didn't even list it. Yeah. It's like, it's like Aunt a family Sally's member. buying yeah. it, right? 
Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, with in rural areas, 14% sold for sale by owner compared to 3% of sellers in urban areas. And I would probably say that's more often family members too. Yeah. Like rural property mm-hmm. kind of stays in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, for sale by owners typically sell for less than the selling price of other homes. Y'all, this difference is huge this year. Wild. Huge. For sale by owner homes sold at a median of $310,000 last year and the median of agent assisted homes. Say it. You want to do it? $405,000. That is almost a $100,000 swing. There's always been a gap, but this is the biggest the gap has ever been. So wild. Wild. What are member stats? Member, like wh- how many people are, how many agents are in NAR and what was going? They're not many. I'll just give them to you. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, in 2022, at the beginning of 2022, inventory levels dropped to lowest recorded since 1999. And as home buyers entered the market at a frenzied pace to lock in historically low rates, that's what affected that. Okay. By the autumn of 2022, mortgage rates had topped 7% putting a damper on real estate sales activity. So people flood in to be realtors yeah. when things are good, They're right? Like, wow, realtors are making a lot of money. So I'm going to get have, my license. We've been in a transition. This year's report reflects the experience of realtors. So they interviewed realtors through a roller coaster of a year <laughs> and into a more balanced market in 2023. What, what didn't you say? At the end of 2021, there was 1.56 million realtors. 1.56? Mm-hmm. Okay. At the end of 2022, it was 1.58. Okay, so peak. That's your peak. The median year of ex- years of experience was 11. And that was actually an increase, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Um. Despite the churn and unique real estate market conditions looking forward, so into the future, 76% of realtors are very certain, very certain. They will remain in the market for two more years. Okay. They're not going to quit. Okay. 76%. (laughs) That means that I did the math for y'all. 379,000 weren't sure if they were going to be here (laughs) in two years. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know, maybe. Um, 32% of members... uh, practice that they they cite a lack of housing inventory was holding back clients from completing a transaction. 18% cited housing affordability. Okay, we we know all of this. The typical member in 2022 had 12 transactions. Same as 2021. Okay. 12. Okay. okay. This is going to blow your mind though. The typical sales volume increased from 2021 2.6 million to 3.4 million in 2022. Whoa. They did the same number of transactions, 12, but they increased almost a million in volume, okay? Yeah. I also did a little math for you on that. That's a 30% pay increase, my friends. Yeah, doing the same. Regardless of what your commission rate is. Yeah. That's just a 30% pay increase based on doing the same number of transactions, but the, Mm -hmm. the, the values of the homes had gone up that much. And I hope you saved it because this next year, <laughs> there will not be 12 transactions. Nope. Okay. Median gross income of realtors increased to 56400 Gross. You got to pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. You got to pay your dues. You got to pay your broker. You got to pay for your car. Whatever your business expenses are, the gross income of realtors is $56,000. Wow. So still not, not. What was that year for? That was that was for 2022. Okay. And it increased 
2021, it was 54,000. So not okay. a big change. Okay. Yeah. 52% of members who have two years or less of experience, this is where I, y'all might want to just plug your ears. What is, read it again. 52% of members who have less than two years of experience made less than $10,000 mm. in 2022. Yeah. So if you're not one of those people, good job. Yeah. Compared like, with 42% of members with more than 16 years of experience who made more than $100,000. Here's the good news. If you can make it through, you will always increase. That's in why the, we say years one through three are the hardest, but the clock doesn't start until you start doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Okay. The inflation caused total expenses for realtors to go up to $8,210 from $6,200 in 2021. So $2,000 more it cost you to be a realtor mm. in 2022. Okay. Only six per. This is so fascinating. Real estate was your first career. Yeah. Nothing else. Bartending. Not mine. That's That was like your college job. Yeah. Right. Only 6% indicated that real estate is their first career. Oh. Of all the realtors, no matter how long they've been in it. Yeah. Only 6% started here. Yeah. The majority of members were women homeowners with a college education. And the median age of a realtor is, you want to guess it? 45? 60. Uh, it hasn't gone down at all. It's gone up. <laughs> oh. It used to be in the 50s. I feel like I see so many young people get into it now. It feels like there's more, and maybe mm -hmm. they're more active because, again, this doesn't rank them by production. Right, right. Just people with a license. And maybe when you're 60, you're like, I'll hang on to it. I got, sure. I got some money. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. All right. <clears throat> I am just going to cover a couple of quick other things. The median hours worked per week. This cracked me up hardcore. Whether you were two years or less in, three to five, six to 15, 16 or more. That's how they broke them down. Every single category said they work 30 hours a week. Oh, interesting. That's what they tell themselves. Yeah. You know these people are not keeping their hours. Mm -mm. And I can assure you that you either worked more, not less. You probably worked more. Yeah. You definitely thought about it more than 30 hours. Do not lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's consuming. You can pretend. Maybe you only left the house for appointments 30 hours. Mm -hmm. But there's no way that is what you worked. Yeah. Even when you're slow. I just thought that was wild. Um, and then the percent of repeat business from past consumers, the average for all realtors is 27% is their repeat business or what they recorded was. It's 0% for two years or less. Obviously, you've never had yeah. any business, but yeah. three to five years, 9%. Mm. Listen to this jump. Mm. At six to 15 years, 21% of their business is repeat referral. That's awesome. 16 years or more, 43%. <gasps> wow. Okay. And I can vouch for this. You yeah, can too. Same. You almost see it like turn on a, like at, it just year, happens. at year five, it just happens. And that is exactly what these numbers show. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, real estate as your only occupation. So your full-time agents are 78%. So maybe more than I would have guessed possibly. Mm -hmm. um, and then the demographics of realtors, 39 years old or younger. So- all realtors, only 7%. What? I'm only 7% are 39 or younger. Wow. And 34% are in, have been in two, two years or less. Okay. Okay. But I started when I was 27. You started when you were? 22. So we have always skewed youthful. Yes. In the, right? And just very interesting. 
Um, okay. And the home ownership rate, I think you should practice what you preach. Yeah. 89% of realtors own a home. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Let me find 55% of realtors are affiliated with an independent company. 42% of realtors were compensated under a fixed commission split. Okay. So under 100%, but they always got the same split from their broker, 42%. 19% have a graduated commission split. So okay. it increases with productivity. Yes. That's, like so that's what you... And 15% were a capped commission split. So it rises to 100 after a predetermined amount. Okay. Okay. That tracks, but I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already talked about our gross income. For professional use, realtors were typically most active on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Hmm. That's right. Very interesting. And 70% report um, their primary specialty is residential. Okay. I think we're pretty good on our realtor stats, but I have one last one that you just need to hear. Okay. Well, maybe more than one. A typical member has 11 years of experience. It's up from eight last year. Um, the share of realtors with less than one year of experience was 12% this year, which is lower because it was 18 the last year. So you see less brand, brand new. Yes. And this year it'll be even less. Yeah, it'll okay? keep dropping. We're it'll seeing keep, it drop. It'll keep dropping. Um, okay. Last year, this is a more recent stat, y'all. So these reports I'm reading you, obviously they don't go right up to the album. It was 22 stats for the members, but this is a recent stat from the Consumer Federation of America. 49% of agents in 2023 sold either one home or none homes. Wow. No homes at all. None. None. 49% of agents sold one or none. Fascinating. And, I mean, they basically go into it. There's 1.5 million agents nationwide selling between 5 and 6 million homes per year. Yeah. And you got to think, there are a lot of agents that sell more than one home. Right. So 49% can't even get a home. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that's really all I have. And that's a lot. Y'all could take a nap. So much. I'm get tired. a coffee. I hope you got a coffee during it. And we're gonna have a toast now from our NAR friends. Yes. Enjoy. Someone, someone live giving, giving us their toast. Bye guys. Take okay, goodbye. My name is Sarah Doran and I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I am toasting all of the Young Professionals Network members from across the country, as well as my local association, the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors. They're just a great bunch of people, both from across the country and especially my fellow board members on our local association board. We, in general, want to raise the level of professionalism as well as focus on community and collaboration over competition to connect with other professionals across the industry. And they're just a great bunch of people. So if you have a local YPN in your area, check it out and attend. You don't need to be young in age. You can also be young at heart. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. Good life.